1: Let's go, go. Brought to you by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume
0: up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Oh, 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 oh.
1: everyone and thank you for tuning in to sit talk with melinda as always this show is brought to you by p4p muscle the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world if you're interested in learning more about them in the drug-free lifestyle check them out at www.p4pmuscle.com Tonight, we are bringing back Danica Johnson. She was on the show a couple times before, um, one of the most popular shows that I've ever done, which was our pre-pregnancy, well, pre-pregnancy, uh, the pregnancy show um, where her and Christy came on and talked about being pregnant while having been fitness competitors and all the struggles and joys that they had with that. And that was one of the most popular shows I think that, that we've ever run. And I'm excited to have her back, not only because now the roles are reversed and I'm in her shoes from that previous (laughs) show, but she's going to talk about type one diabetes, which I find to be a very interesting topic for many reasons. Number one, my nephew has type one diabetes and I am very interested to learn more about it, but also quite intrigued of her having gone through pregnancy and going through competing at a pro level in fitness competitions with being type one. And I find that to be fascinating and very interesting And I wanted to bring her on to find out how that is for her. I've never talked about it with anyone. And she's the only female that I know that has type 1. So I am excited. Thank you for coming back on. Thank you for being willing to open up and talk about this on my show. And for those that do not know who you are, could you give them a quick introduction
0: of yourself? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back on. I can't believe that it's been about two years now since I've been yeah. on the show, and and it is crazy to think now that the roles are reversed, and I'm so excited for you and can feel <laughs> kind of what you're going through and relate. Um, but thank you so much for that introduction and for having me back on. Um, for people who don't know me, my name is obviously Danica Johnson, and I feel like at one point I introduced myself as just a pro- bikini competitor I but now I have many different hats that I wear so I am a mommy of a two-year-old and I'm currently living in Alabama and my husband and I moved here about six months ago I do online coaching mainly right now and just staying at home raising my little girl Um, I do hold my WNBF pro card and Initially, it was IFPA Pro Bikini Card, but that kind of disintegrated in some ways, and I had to switch over to WNBF. So, yeah, that is where I'm at right now in my life, and still doing some personal training, mainly online, but mostly just being a mommy.
1: Yeah, if it's been that long, now the. Like when you put it into years, like I'm a mom of a two year old. I'm like, Oh my god, it really yeah. was that long ago. <laughs> and then I think I did a show with you guys that your show was so popular that we did a post pregnancy show that we brought you guys mm-hmm. back on to talk about the after. And I think during it I was like, Yeah, and I'm hoping to have a baby in the next few years and here we are. So it's so funny yeah. how how it comes I know, full it's circle. Awesome. But uh, Awesome. So what I want to focus on tonight is obviously the, the type one diabetes and how you've managed that through competing fitness wise or just being in the fitness industry in general. Um, I don't know many females with type one, which is interesting to me. And then, and I think there's a very large differential between males and females, but I could be Mm -hmm. wrong on that. Um, And just how that's been for you with having such a strict diet and how you've managed that and, and everything. So I'm going to kind of leave it up to you to start the discussion because you're the pro yes. on this. And then I'm going to kind of ask questions as you go, because I'm very interested and I'm sure the listeners are interested to learn.
0: Absolutely. So I was diagnosed with diabetes, type one diabetes at the age of 11. And back then I think, that the way that it was handled was a little different, than God, how it is handled nowadays just based on the education that was available back then. But my world kind of changed as far as how I viewed food and how food played a role in my life. Um, I had to calculate everything that I ate when it came to mainly carbohydrates and really pay attention to my activity level and how my blood sugars were um in response to foods that i ate and in response to activity levels. So that started at age 11 and then i navigated kind of through my teenage years and then through college and through adult life kind of taking all those skills and figuring out how to best use them i guess. And i will say i've had there it's been a roller coaster because It's not smooth sailing by any means. I mean, telling an 11-year-old child that you can't have two biscuits at Thanksgiving dinner because there's too many carbs in that is not something that an 11-year-old really wants to hear. And I didn't really understand at that time why I needed to eat a certain way. So I've definitely had ups and downs with it. But when it came to competing... I, I mean, I know how to calculate things. So for me, it kind of helped me in a way, because I think I felt like I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of control around my food necessarily. And or it felt as if I didn't have control around my food, because people were telling me at a young age, you have to eat this, do this, do this. And so I only saw food as numbers. And then Fast forward to competing, I started to learn, like, more about nutritional value of food and combinations of food and how building muscle is going to change my metabolism and the way that I metabolize food. And so competing really was helpful in that way. But it also came with challenges because I think that, when you're going through your food and you're just eating your meals and you have a meal plan and and you don't really have like dips and highs when you don't have diabetes. I mean, people can feel a low blood sugar level, but to the degree that I did, it was hard if I ate all my food. So those were like little struggles that came up. So say I eat all my food and my blood sugar drops and I'm two weeks out from a show, then health comes first and I'm going to have to dive into eating something off plan. Um, And then post-show stuff. So being able to like everybody, I mean, it's very common that people want to kind of experience like the joy of food and bring that back into their life. And, and for me, it helped me in a way because I stayed very consistent and I navigated through post-show well because I had to, because I couldn't really, go and eat. I think I mentioned it on a podcast. I couldn't just go and eat a bunch of bloody brownies. I had to really (laughs) keep that in check or I was like, it was a life or death. So in some ways, diabetes has helped me. It's been very challenging though. And um, another thing that people kind of question is the use of insulin, which I think is so silly. Yes, it's used in the yes. bodybuilding world, but my pancreas doesn't work. So I kind of have to use it. It's not a, it's not really a choice. Um, it's needed in my life. And I think it's just been a blessing in disguise in a very weird way, if that makes sense at all.
1: Yeah. And I can't believe I've never heard of that being questioned I but I'm sure it has and and again I only competed for a short period of time but has that did that come up in response to you specifically competing in a show or just in general as a as a topic that you heard of people talking about
0: just in general I've heard um, you know, I've I've heard people say, not specifically to me, but they've discussed um, the use of insulin in the bodybuilding world. And it is used. Like for non-drug tested athletes, it is absolutely used. And the same with, I think, people kind of question thyroid medication and do you really need thyroid medication? And, you know, if it's a medical condition... I think it's sad that people question it, but in general, people people have joked about it. I've had a few bodybuilders that are close to me that have been like, "Ugh, oh, I wish I could just shoot up some insulin." And to <laughs> me it's not funny. It's not it's not really a joke to it's... me because it's it's a life or death thing. So, but right. yeah, it's just in general been a discussion.
1: That's very interesting. Uh yeah, and I've definitely heard about it being used in in the non-drug tested arena, but it in general, you are at a it, you might look at it as a blessing in disguise, and I can definitely see from how you're describing, as far as I mean, you are counting carbs and looking mm-hmm. at your food as numbers from a young age, which a lot of people don't do or have no thought process even when they. Look at like, look at food in general. Which, coming from competing now, all I do is look at food as numbers. But you were doing that as a life or death situation from a young age, so I can see how it was an easy transition, or an easier transition for you into the fitness realm. But in general, for someone to even bring that up, it's like you you have no choice. And and I would say that if anything, you're at a detriment when you're competing. You are not at an advantage having diabetes, no. <laughs> competing, and getting on stage. So I have no idea why anyone would think that that's even like the slightest bit. I, to piggyback on that, and obviously this is a completely different situation, but when I competed at uh, powerlifting regionals, I was six mm-hmm. weeks pregnant. And I had signed up well before I was pregnant, and I decided after talking to a doctor that I was going to compete. So I competed six weeks pregnant. I didn't have to cut weight or anything for it. And I placed second. So I had to be drug tested, which was fine, Mm -hmm. except I was pregnant. So I was going to pop on something on the drug test because of my hormones. And they gave me so much shit about it. They gave me so much shit about it. I had to have my my coach go back and talk to the person that was drug testing me. And the person that was drug testing me was like, did you not know? You're, why are you telling me now? I'm like, do you think that this is a, it, it's giving me an advantage? I'm right. such a, i pregnant. This is not an right. advantage for me. If anything, I'm at a disadvantage competing. Plus, I didn't know that I was going to come in second place and be drug tested. So right, no, right. it just like blows my mind that anyone would be like even thinking <laughs> – like you should yeah, be absolutely. You for coming in second and being pregnant. Right. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> but I know mean, for you right. on stage, I mean, you, you've done very, very well in your shows. And um, I didn't even think when you were talking about the, the after show, that is something for people listening in that, that aren't up on fitness competing, post-show or reverse dieting or whatever you want to call it, is can be where people really fall off the wagon. Like you can gain mm-hmm. 30 pounds in a couple months and a lot. And some people do a lot of people gain a significant amount of weight because they just start binging. Um, so I can definitely see how you're looking at that as you can't, you can't, you could, but you, yeah. it wouldn't be good for you. Um, yeah. Do you, yeah, no, that's, that's all. That's very, very interesting. Um, how was it? going through pregnancy with type one. How is was that
0: any oh, different for you? That so competing is challenging, right? I mean, it tests your body. There's there's challenges with food. There's challenges with exercise. Like that's hard. Pregnancy though was a whole different ball game. Because every so everything that I eat, obviously, and you knowing this, everything that you eat goes to that little bean. And everything you do impacts that child. So I had those two things that naturally every woman is going to go through. Um, And then on top of that, if my sugars were the slightest bit out of the range that they wanted me to stay in, it was as if I was feeding my little girl just pure sugar. So if my blood sugar went high, it was literally just feeding her a sugar stick and i i saw this too so i would i had to i was a high risk pregnancy so i had to go into the um, ob office and the hospital very frequently during my pregnancy and they would constantly do measurements of the baby and make sure that the baby's belly circumference wasn't larger or in in relation to Every other body part wasn't the largest body part um, because of being fed a bunch of sugar. So there was a point in time that it was at the 99th percentile, and they were like, "Listen, you you need to tighten up a little bit." And and I was already so. For reference, ranges like a normal healthy range is usually between 80 and 120 for a blood sugar range. For during pregnancy, mm-hmm. I had to be between around like 70 to 90. And I had to be very, very, very tight. So when they were like, you need to tighten up even more, it was like 70 to 80 and, and no fluctuations at all. And I had to go back in, in four weeks to see if it would help. And it did help her, her circumference, like in comparison to the growth of the other body parts, everything was in a better ratio. But man it was it was really hard before because i guess i i'm okay individually to go a little of have a larger range i guess with my blood sugar it's okay if my blood sugar goes 130 140 like that's okay but during pregnancy there was really very little room for error and that was a lot of pressure and also it's a high risk pregnancy, so they're monitoring everything and my my levels like constantly being checked on not just um testing my blood sugar, but how are my vitamins like they did a whole metabolic panel during it, so it was hard, but i I'm such a person who thrives off of a challenge, so anytime. Somebody tells me, like, this is going to be really difficult. And I'm like, okay, game on. Like, what do I need to do? Um, So during pregnancy, that's what it was like. And thank God I had an amazing support team to help me navigate through it, to help me constantly change what my insulin needs were. Because with hormones, you're always shifting. So my insulin needs shifted um, for actually the beginning, the first to mid-second trimester, I didn't need insulin, which was crazy to me. I would would talk to my endocrinologist and I'd be like, I I don't know what's happening. Like I need less and less insulin. Um, and it was as if my body in my mind, this is how I rationalized it, it was as if my body was like, Oh, we need to focus all energy on building this human being. So all hands on deck, we're not gonna like fight the <laughs> we're not gonna fight the endocrine system. We are not mm-hmm. gonna attack anything. Things are just gonna be smooth. And they do say too that you kind of reap the benefits of another human in your body. So there was a potential that <clears throat> my body wasn't attacking itself anymore and I had a jump start to my pancreas or my beta cells or whatever and so I produced a little bit of insulin during that time, but then, like a a switch, it changed over, and I needed more insulin so I had to kind of always figure out what what amount of insulin I needed because that was constantly changing too um, and then during delivery was really difficult because you are I had a natural birth and it was 18 hours of laboring um, and four, four hours of pushing. So my obviously you can imagine that's a lot of energy expended through through yeah. you going through it, right? <laughs> so my blood sugar is gonna drop. to um, so navigating through that too. But if you have a good support team and and you know your why, like why do I need to keep such Intense track of everything, and why do I need to make sure my blood sugars are this tight of range? Then I think it helped me, but don't you don't you think for one minute that I wasn't breaking down in tears every now and then too? Because I was like, "This freaking sucks." <laughs> I and it's I use the word
1: funny, but it's not funny. But maybe ironic, I was uh, test because all pregnant people will go through their glucose tolerance test or at least people that aren't diabetic. And so I failed my glucose tolerance test the first time by one point. And so I had to go back in and do a three hour test. So I was talking to people at work about it. I'm like, you know, I got to take a half a day off because I have to go in and do a three hour test. And Mm -hmm. a couple women at work were diabetic during their pregnancies. And this was, I think I had booked our show already at that point. Um, when I was having this discussion and one of them was like, yeah, or was she, I don't know whether she was at work or outside of work. Um, but she was like, yeah, like my husband would literally have to count out my Cheez-Its or something like that that yeah. I would have to eat. And I was sitting there and I was like, that's really not that bad. Like it might be annoying, but the, the difference of perspective of mm-hmm. like what you're not used to, like you're never, and I'm sitting there like I count my food out during prep. Like, like I count my food out now. And I'm, yes. and when I went in to do, and of course you're on a whole nother level. When I went to do my three hour test, I was talking to the nurse and she's like, so what are you eating? Like, you're going to have to tighten up what you're eating. Like you get, and I ended up passing like with flying colors and right. she, I was like showing her, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't think you understand I'm crazy. Like, I track my macros. <laughs> I've been tracking my macros when I'm pregnant. Like, I already count out mm-hmm. my food. She's like, well, then why do you have high blood sugar? Or like, why do you, why did you fail the first test? I'm like, you tell me. I don't know. Right. But I, I can't yes. control that. But I'm like, you're telling me to tighten up. Do you want to see what's in my lunchbox? Like, I don't eat any differently <laughs> now than I did pre-pregnancy. And it's just it's just funny what some people find to be like a daunting task. Like, Someone's like, yeah, yeah, like I had to count out my M and I had to have my M and M's, but I had to count them. I'm like, R- that's really not that big of a deal. And then if you're hearing that, you're right. like, oh god, that's nothing. Like, oh, you you could have M and M's. Like, it's just interesting. Yeah, and even cravings, and it's not bad. like, yeah,
0: yeah, no, cravings too were. I didn't have any. I didn't have any cravings, like the crazy things that people kind of think of, like pickles and ice cream or something like that. But I was craving fresh fruit all the time. Like I wanted very cold, fresh fruit. I wanted watermelon and I wanted berries and like a crisp apple. And I really needed to, and it sounds so silly because to the general population, eating healthy and taking care of yourself, there's nothing wrong with just going to the store and picking up a watermelon and eating it. That's very healthy for you, or grabbing some berries or eating an apple. Like, that is very healthy, but I seriously had to like measure it out and calculate okay, if I have this apple, is my insulin sensitivity the same today, or is it going to? spike my blood sugar and then is that going to make her stomach grow a little bit bigger it was it was very difficult to to be able to i guess just intuitively and this has been my whole life i guess you could say be able to intuitively do what i what i would like to do i i've always had parameters to kind of stay within and maybe that's why maybe that's why navigating through prep navigating through pregnancy um had its difficult times but it easy because i have always lived in boundaries
1: yeah this is all extremely interesting to me do you have and i can't believe we've been talking for almost a half an hour at this point but do you yeah. think i mean we could probably talk for another <laughs> half an hour but are there any specific points when it comes to either pregnancy or competing that you, like, it jogged something in your head that you wanted to, to say? Or, like, a point that I didn't bring up?
0: Hmm. Um, in in regards to diabetes and pregnancy and and competing? Yeah, or anything around those. Like
1: something you were like, oh my god, I really wanted to say this before we get off, <laughs> or maybe I, something I to someone that, that is struggling with it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think that it's being able to see the ability that your, like, our bodies can achieve so many amazing things, and we're gonna get dealt our, our hand of cards in whatever way and whenever our life kind of sees fit, right? But as long as you're able to be able to see a positive in it, because I could have seriously been the worst diabetic, and I could have not given a crap and not taken care of myself, not been able to have a kid, been like, this is miserable, I don't want to do this, I just want to have a slutty brownie, and... um I think that it's important to be able to see what your body is capable of and to be able to respect it. Like there, there's going to be tough times. There's going to be things that like you didn't really plan out in your life to happen, and especially I didn't ask for diabetes. That wasn't something I planned on having, um, but I was able to be like, okay, if I have this, if it's not going away, what can I do with it? Like how can I be able to take this thing that I have And turn it into something that really helps me in life. And it has. It's helped me to better understand my body, better understand nutrition, be able to compete at a pro level, be able to thrive at competing, um, and be able to see food in in a positive light, I think. I mean, I have some negative views, too, that come away, but doesn't everybody. But for the most part, I really appreciate the opportunities that have come with diabetes, if that makes sense. So to be able to see a challenge or something that you didn't really necessarily ask for in life and see it as an opportunity. And that sounds so corny, but it really is how I've been able to take type one diabetes and live with it for, I mean, it's been 24 years, I think. So.
1: And it's, it's definitely not corny at all and you don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. So while you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking like struggles that I've had during pregnancy or like, which has more been internal and in my head being frustrated with certain things Mm -hmm. or being upset about certain things. And then you think about it. And I always try to remind myself, Maybe not. Well, what if I had type one diabetes? But more like I've had friends that have had very difficult pregnancies, or I've had like I try to remind myself that if things were different, I'd wish I was in the spot I am right now. So right. it's definitely right. a, a really good way to look at it. Like I've I have this. I'm I. It's given me this opportunity to be able to look at things differently, and I think that's yeah. awesome. So no, mm. not corny at all, but. I appreciate you opening up and talking about, no, and talking about all, all of this. And it's definitely like a very different show than I've done, but I, do, I follow you on social media and I've seen your posts regarding when you were pregnant and just, um, I know you've done shows like this on, on your own show that you have. You can give a shout out before we, we end the show tonight. Um, cause you have a
0: yeah. podcast. So Christy, Christy LaConte and I do a podcast and it is, Champion Chat 360. So you can find it on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, and on Podcast Addict.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and opening up to everyone regarding this. I found it very interesting and informative. I learned a lot myself. Good. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure we'll all talk again in the future, maybe another two years from now. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, (laughs) yeah. Good luck with everything. I'll continue to follow you. you. You're welcome. And all right, everyone. So everyone listening in, I am due in the beginning to mid of April. And so I think I'm going to shoot to still do a show in March. And then I might take a short hiatus depending on how I'm feeling. But stay tuned. I I will definitely – be bringing on different topics, and then when I'm on maternity leave from work, I will probably be doing a lot of uh, mommy shows with other moms out there regarding, you know, coming back after pregnancy and different people's experiences, so stay tuned for those, and everyone have a great night, and thank you again for Danica for coming on. Thank you.